0: Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, episode 232. It's another numeric palindrome. Before we start, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Linda Hoover for liking The Week in Doubt Facebook page. Alright, so it wasn't that long ago that I said I was kind of burnt out on the topic of Islamic extremism. I was covering terror attack after terror attack and was afraid I was starting to sound like a broken record, wagging my finger week after week and indignantly declaring the obvious, that it's barbaric and grotesque to kill people in the name of some man-made religion. But I recently came across a story that really bugged me, it has to do with death threats issued at an atheist blogger. I'll read a little bit from a Patheos article dated March 26th, and it's by Hemet Mehta. And it's entitled, With Hashtag Hang Nizami, it's clear the anti-atheist sentiment in South Asia is getting worse. Just over a week ago, an Indian atheist, H. Farooq, was hacked to death by assailants who were furious over posts he made to a WhatsApp group and Facebook page. Things haven't gotten any better in the region since then. Ayaz Nazami and Rana Noman, two Pakistani atheists, were arrested last week on charges of blasphemy because of things they posted on the Atheist and Agnostic Alliance Pakistan Facebook group and an online forum for the Council of Ex-Muslims of Britain. Another person is said to have been arrested as well. This came days after government officials asked Facebook and Twitter for help in identifying so-called blasphemers, though neither company has said it would comply with the request. BBC Asia, through its Asia Network Twitter account, asked people to chime in on the question, what is the right punishment for blasphemy? And uh, this is still Hemant Mehta talking here, and he, he concludes by saying, as if any punishment for blasphemy would be acceptable. I concur with Hemant there. Uh, sh- there shouldn't be any punishment for blasphemy. The idea of imprisoning, harming, or executing a living, breathing human being, because they took the name of some imaginary god or dead prophet's name in vain, or criticized a man-made religion, it's backwards and grotesque. I believe the network, BBC Asia, did actually walk things back a bit. Uh, Here's a tweet that they issued. We never intended to imply blasphemy should be punished. Provocative question that got it wrong. So take that for what it's worth. And shortly after, as it's implied in the title of the article I was just reading from, the hashtag Hang Ayaz began trending on Twitter. And some of these tweets are just unbelievable. They're, for me at least, I find them simultaneously scary and infuriating. So here's one that was tweeted out by someone named... Nida Ahmed, or Nida Ahmed, I don't mind reading her name if she's gonna say this kind of crap. He must be dragged, it says dragged, she probably means dragged. He must be dragged in the streets, then hanged. Hashtag hang Ayaz Nizami. So, drag a living, breathing human being through the streets, and then execute them, because they dared to speak their mind, and criticize or question your religious beliefs. And speaking of that, I'm reading these as I go, and I wasn't aware this one was up next. Uh, Yeah, this is unbelievable. So this one is from someone named Safdar Ahmed. Islam is most peaceful religion of world, but when anyone say wrong about our beloved prophet, he will be hanged. Oh, and I'm laughing just out of disbelief and frustration. And uh, hashtag hang Ayaz Nazami again. And I wish this person was just a troll, but just going on why I know about human nature and past experience, something tells me this person, unfortunately, is the real deal. Do they really not see the irony or hypocrisy in, on the one hand, Declaring that Islam is the most peaceful religion in the world, while simultaneously on the other, saying that if you insult our prophet, or, you know, criticize our religion, then you must be hanged. Unbelievable. This next one really pisses me off for some reason. Okay, and this is from, it looks like Gohar Ali, I think. A terrorist can kill many, but a blasphemous a blasphemous, but a blasphemous hurt feelings of millions. Hashtag hang Ayaz Nizami. So, comparing hurt feelings to murdering a living, breathing human being. This son of a bitch is taking apologetics to a whole new level. Unbelievable. A terrorist can kill many, but... I'll correct his English. Blasphemy hurts the feelings of millions. Would you like a safe space for your millions? We hurt your feelings, did we? Because we criticized your man-made holy book, uh, your dead prophet, um, your imaginary concept of some higher power. We questioned this whole game of make-believe you have going on, and because of that, someone's gotta die. Unbelievable. Humanity, uh, just about at its worst, or or close to it. You know, grow up. Criticism's a part of life. No one's above it, and nothing is off the table. We all have to deal with criticism, unfortunately, so grow a thick skin and don't go around threatening people's lives, let alone actually killing someone, because they dare to criticize your religious beliefs. You may think your beliefs are, are off limits. And in a sense, for many of you in the Muslim world, they may very well be because you're living under these dictatorial or theocratic regimes. And people really can be imprisoned or put to death for, quote unquote, blasphemy. So I know it's easy for me here in America, you know, in my cozy chair in front of my microphone, to talk tough and say, you know, you, you shouldn't threaten people's lives for insulting your religion. But as an outsider, as someone observing all this, it, you know, it, it really, it's backwards and it's insane. In a modern civilized world, we should be able to test the merit of each other's ideas. We should be able to question one another's beliefs. Uh, no one should be put to death for questioning or even satirizing or mocking another person's beliefs. And here's where things start to look a little brighter, and uh, I'll read a little bit from that Patheos article again. One writer at The Ex-Muslim, the, at the Ex-Muslim, okay, The Ex-Muslim calls for more moderate Muslims to openly, loudly condemn prosecutions of those who criticize their faith, adding that Ex-Muslims are not going to back down anytime soon. Well, good. And uh, here's a quote. The centuries-old traditions of persecuting and murdering dissenters and reformists continue unabated while the absence of secular partners in the Muslim world is lamented. How could such partners exist or gain strength when the violence against us has been so chillingly effective and the silence of our erstwhile allies remains deafening? Despite that, ex-Muslims around the world are finding their voice for the first time and speaking up ever more confidently. There are underground or public ex-Muslims organizing in every Muslim country or community, and we do not intend to retreat from the challenge before us. The choice for the rest of humanity is whether the burden to achieve that future is borne by the persecuted alone or shared by all." And uh, hear, hear, very well said. And I'll read one final paragraph here from that article. Remember what all this is about, words. Critics of Islam and religion as a whole dared to state their beliefs publicly, and both hardline Muslims and government officials believe they should be arrested, jailed, or executed for it. So much for being a religion of peace. More Muslim leaders in those countries have to speak out in defense of the critics, or these actions will continue. Governments around the world must repeal their blasphemy laws in defense of free speech. No one deserves to be physically harmed for anything they say or think. Uh, so, well said to you, Hemet, as well. And with that, I mean, what more can I say? With that, I'll call it a wrap. uh Thank you for listening or watching if uh, you're viewing the YouTube version. I know this episode is a little early, but I really had strong feelings regarding this story and wanted to get it out. We'll see if I release an extra episode at the end of the week, or maybe I'll do a Weekend Out replay or something like that. We'll see what happens before I sign off, I just want to give credit where credit is due and say this bumper music I've been using for the last few weeks is a song called Elizabeth, not Elizabeth, Elizabeth, by uh, one of my favorite bands, Ghost. And I've been using it not just because I like it, but for some reason, Ghost's earlier stuff seems to not get picked up or recognized by YouTube's copyright algorithm or whatever it is. So it lets me fly under the uh, radar a little. I know ethically this is kind of a gray area at best. uh, If I'm going to be honest with myself and you guys, I know I really shouldn't be using copyrighted material. The way I try to justify it or rationalize it, I guess, is by saying... Uh, you know I'm a I'm a fan of the band. I'm only playing a little bit of it, and even though their following dwarfs mine, mine is microscopic in comparison. There still might be people that listen to this show that aren't aware of Ghost, and it's kind of like free advertising. And you know I'm giving the band a shout out, and who knows, maybe people might even go and buy the music. I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I might just be over-rationalizing things. Maybe there is no defense for using copyrighted music. But with that being said, brothers, sisters, children of the Pale Forest, until next time.